Hey everybody, welcome to Multi Multi, a podcast discussing the multitude of multi-site student and youth ministry. Threw a little one in there different <laughs> being, today, guys, huh? Inclusive. Come on, let's go. Everybody's got a different name for it. Ministry to teens, what else do we call it? Adolescent. I really Ooh. want to do a poll. That would be good. Student. I'm going to I'm gonna post it at some point today. On, on our the, Instagram, Multi Multi. I was actually going to say like in all of the youth ministry Facebook groups. I'd all be, 70 I'd be interested <laughs> to see if there was like a regional, uh, you know, a oh, regional trends. mix. Like, okay, people down south or in the plains or out west call it youth and people in the northeast and midwest call it students because we're trying to be cooler or, you know, what <laughs> that I, looks I like. I try really hard. Me to too. Woo! <laughs> 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 no, that's good. That's good. But... I, Gives us something to look forward to. <laughs> I love it. You know, uh, part of our podcast is the three of us uh, love to have fun uh, together. We have so much over the years. My name yeah. is EJ. I'm joined here today by Kim Schuler. Hello, all. Mr. Joe Crab. Hey, gang. Trevor Callis. And also um, some new. new folks that we'll tell you a little bit about down the line. We're working them into the mystery guest, the mystery <laughs> helper guest, one of our amazing uh, residents and interns here. Uh, and within that, you know, if it's your first time uh, listening to Multi Multi, our vision for our podcast is to equip churches who are either in the multi-site student ministry space or are entering into it. And we have uh, found over the last few years, as we've been in this space with our 14 campuses at Woodside Bible, that God has taught us a ton and we're learning a ton from other people. And we wanted to offer that out as a blessing to others. We're so um, happy to be a part of the Youth Ministry Podcast Network, and there's some exciting things that are on the horizon. If you've been listening to our episodes, at least the last few of them, we've been talking about the multi-site or multi. Um, yeah, you got it. Multi-site, yeah, multi-site youth ministry conference being hosted by our good friend Marco and the Youth Cartel. Um, as you guys know, Marco has an incredible heart for for coaching, for community, uh, for really encouraging and empowering those doing youth ministry across the, the nation and beyond. And uh, we get the opportunity to be the official podcast of the Multi-Site Youth Ministry Church Conference happening in January uh, down at Woodlands Camp in Atlanta. And so that's not a mistake. It's called a conference because it is both kind of a camp and a conference. It's a camp in the fact that everybody's going to be staying together. One of the unique things that they do, which I love, is that if you're going there uh, as either a participant and definitely as a presenter, you're asked to be there the whole time. So that way you're not just flying in, flying out, but really yeah. able to spend time in community, around tables, have that free time, that time around meals with one another, to spend time in community and having conversation. And so uh, as we look to grow together. And so uh, check out youthcartel.com. Uh, you guys will be able to find out all the information. Um and then, of course, uh, one of my favorite features, besides the frequently asked questions, is he's got a couple of people on there who are sharing why they're bringing their entire multi-site team to the conference. So check it out. We'll see you there. Uh, I'll be there. I'm going to start trying to grow a beard now. Wow. So I, I don't look as boyish standing next to 
the man that is Marco. So that's that's a um, something that to look will forward be a, to. That'll be a feat if that happens. <laughs> you know, Kim. On today's episode, we're going to be um, looking forward. This is one of uh, my favorite episodes that we do in our podcast series, and we're going to be looking forward to January. And the reason, guys, that and gals, that we do this type of episode is so that you can have a head start on what we've seen throughout the years in multi-site student ministry. Helps us to be prepared for what's ahead, and we're looking right now to January. And Joe, I know in in January, uh, in these seasons, um, we're re-kicking things back off. A lot of people have come are coming off of the Christmas break, or maybe yes, an sir. extended break, depending mm-hmm. on where they live. And this is a chance also to reorient leaders in that space, connect them back with vision and mission, and the big things that are coming up, and what we want to accomplish in that next season. And that's been a huge blessing within our student ministries, and we've seen um, God use that as we take that time to say, "Okay, everybody." refocus, here we go. And I think we've seen um, all throughout scripture, God do that. He takes moments and he says, hey, I want you to dial back in. We can even look at when um, he called Moses back up onto the mountain to say, hey, I want to give you the law. And um, then as he came down, he he shared it with everybody. Mm. And and I kind of see that as these moments here. So Joe, within the um, that January kickoff period, and again, we want to be talking about this now so that we can plan ahead of time. We're looking forward to that. What have you found in re-kicking back off, reorienting everybody is so important. Yeah, I think that, you know, I love that you just set the table so well for the conversation, and it really is important to see that this is an opportunity to, again, be a better steward of the opportunities that are in front of us and to be thinking ahead. Uh, We talked a little bit about it in the December episode. Uh, December and January bring about some natural rhythms because of, you know, we're working with students, we're working with teenagers. uh, So there is those breaks that they have with school and it's now New Year. Uh, And so there's those rhythms that you should have of rest uh, and taking time off uh, from, you know, from programming and everything to build back into it. Let me just interject there because this isn't just rest for our students. Student ministry people, like this is actually one of those natural gaps unless you have some crazy, um, and I call it crazy because I I do not want to do a, (laughs) I'm looking at Kim right now across the table. I don't want to do a lock-in for the life of me with two kids, Um, but but these are I times that we need to, to. I don't have any kids. Amen. <laughs> this is a time to step back, guys, right? And actually say, hey, I need to catch up and some rest, spend some time with my family. Yeah. Well, one of the, the things that's important with it, and we talked a little bit about it in the last episode, is that around Christmas time already, you might have additional responsibilities at your campus, at your church, right. uh, you know, with the Christmas Eve services or some service initiatives that you guys have got going on. So one of the things that we have done is delay coming back for our student ministry programming another week. Because it, I think the same thing is true for our families as well. They Get off, and not just our personal family. But so you're talking like January seven, like back in there. So I would say a week later. So okay. schools are getting back. Uh, looking at our calendar, we're talking about the last time people are getting back into school. Let's say January six. Okay. So we would kick back off that Wednesday, Thursday. We wait a whole other week. Follow because our families are getting back into uh, their rhythm of. Kids are back in school. 
parents and our small group leaders, they're getting their kids ready to get back to school. Those are those natural rhythms of life. Yeah, You're getting good. reacclimated to it. And it just builds that opportunity. Like, hey, we're excited and we're looking forward to this. Um, and really, as opposed to feeling it's kind of rushed or an afterthought, like, oh, wait, we are back this week. It just gives everybody from the families, the students, the leaders, the staff, uh, opportunity to really best prepare for what's coming next. Uh, and whether that's, some people do like a winter kickoff and they might treat it like a fall kickoff and you bring your inflatables and so on and so forth. Um, I think that what's a, a key thing to do uh, and one of the things that I've loved and seen uh, us do across our campuses is that first night back is as opposed to making it about hype, we kind of make it about the hope for the rest of the, the year and we spend more time in prayer, uh, spend more time um, in worship Love that. and just focusing on that that year ahead, which is, again, it's a natural rhythm as a lot of people are already doing that with uh, with the new year. And so culturally, uh, how do you make that more of a redemptive moment uh, for us as a, a Christ-centered community, as a church, and for them individually to have a good focus going ahead for the year. So that's a, that's a, a thought of maybe a practical idea of something. Yeah, and I, I think what would that, that look like for you guys now? Yeah. What do you, what do you, what needs what do your students need to hear on a kickoff message night back in, or where do you need to orient them for the upcoming year um, come January? So. Yeah, and I I think I've seen a ton of different student ministries. Sometimes when people come right back in that kickoff, they'll do a standalone message instead of starting a series, so they can um, hunker in and share stuff with kids and leaders. And I've always yeah. appreciated that. I've liked that in um, you know various different contexts depending on the year, whether it be beginning of school or that beginning. New Year. Yeah, knowing a number of people have things coming up in February, March, April, whether it's a mission trip or a retreat and so on. So you're kind of like, what are you, what are you focusing your gaze on uh, in the the months to come there, where your students and your leaders? And so, how can you make that your kickoff message or a service element or telling testimonies and stories and so on? Yeah, I yeah. think that's a and good I, thing to think about. I think it's as equally important for our students. Um, to have those moments, but it's also a great opportunity, uh, Kim, if I can throw this one your way, to to reorient to what our, our goals are, what we're doing in this next season, get them rallied and appreciated again and um, get them back on track. So would you talk a little bit about that and how you've seen that be a benefit and maybe even some things that could possibly work for other churches? Absolutely. I think the midway through the year is definitely that recalibration. Um, Joe, as you talked about just the kickoff and everything, you know, being mindful too. Um, if you do a standalone or whatever that first series of, or messages that you are doing, just be mindful of the other campuses, making sure that you are all on the same page as you're going into the new year to set the um set the rhythm uh, so that you guys can kind of conquer through the series together and keep on the same page. But along with that, also with your leaders too, uh, you know, it's it's kind of that midway through, you think through like even just the school year, sometimes you get midway through and you almost need the extra love or care or little boost um, in your step or even in just in life, it's dark out, it's winter up here in Michigan. Um, so, you know, we're we're just kind of, we're waiting for spring. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, well, I think that, that Kim, what you just said, it made me think of like, what, there are some other service elements that you can add in that are more conducive to like your season and yeah. like what you've got going on. Yeah, I follow you there, yeah. Yeah, 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 like if it's, 
even now as you're listening to this episode, if you get that one last nice day in November, <laughs> go outside with your right. like go do something yes. while it's still a little maybe a little warmth, like that last glimpse of warmth here before we have to hunker down. But yeah, do like open mic sorts of things or do mm-hmm. those things that create greater senses of community because you 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 do kind of have to be huddled in. Yeah, you're literally. stuck inside, basically. <laughs> or brave the out- outdoors and go sledding. Yeah, there you um, go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, just being mindful of, hey, our small group leaders are just coming off the holidays. Uh, you know, it's high family time. It's high community time with those around them. Um and they're getting back into that rhythm, just like the students uh, maybe back into work. Um, so how can we best love and care for them as they're coming back into the kickoff, um, as they're coming back into small group, making sure that we as a team, as staff are uh, prepped and ready to go. I think that's probably one of the biggest mistakes we can make is going back into the new year and being all over the place, right? We don't have our stuff together. Yeah. So our leaders are coming back probably in a similar place too with work and personal life, just getting back in that rhythm. And if we're not setting them up for success, it's just kind of a disaster in the making. So I think that's priority. Like, Hey, it is November right now. What are we doing to make sure that we are all in line and aligned across the campuses to set our leaders up for success? So I'm thinking through like leaders training, um, leaders encouragement. Um, and then, Hey, if you have another idea for how we can best set up leaders, we'd love to hear um, from you in that way. But as far as leaders training, uh, you know, what what's your rhythm? Do you do it monthly? Do you do it once a year or twice a year, once a semester? Um, so if that's the case, what are you touching on? Uh, you know, we think through maybe you have a winter retreat coming up. So are you doing any training prior to that and how to partner with parents or how to get ready for conversations on the retreat? Um, you know, there's a bunch of different options. Do you guys have any thoughts, Joe, EJ, of different training or encouragement yeah, to bring I, to leaders? I think it's really important in that season, not only to just do the training, but to kind of say, hey, here's why we're doing this again. Let's think about yes. the moments that we've had through this this false you know, season and how we've seen God work, what we've seen him do. Let's look for those miles, you know, milestones and, and be able to reorient with them that thought process of, hey, as it's at least you know up here in, in Michigan, uh, as it's getting colder, as uh, you know, students even in this season, let's be honest, for us at times start to trickle off. That we have to say like, yeah. hey, it's okay that that student isn't here as much, but make sure you reach back out to him because do you remember what happened at fall retreat or do you remember that small group discussion that you had? The encouragement around that I think is so vital to be able to say to them, remember why you're serving and who you're serving. And within that, it's even bigger. Year. Yeah, it, it can be. And if they've had a rough fall, yeah. this may be the very season that they're coming into where it's like, hey, now your students aren't just uh, telling jokes and they're actually starting to answer questions like that's on the horizon. Look for that and encourage them in that. And yeah. I think I think some of that, right, Joe, it leads to what is on the horizon yeah. and, and saying like, hey, you need to be thinking about these things. And, and That's what, exactly what I was thinking about next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, as you're talking about it, one of the things I think is important for leaders, you're talking about not just leaders training, but saying leaders framework is okay. of, hey, 
um, what are what where are you going to be at in the next five months? Especially for those leaders who may have eighth graders or freshmen or eighth graders or seniors. Those transitions, or you know, whatever that transition might look like in your context. For those of you who are listening, you know, hey, we know for us, we start having those conversations with our leaders about committing to then you know continuing on as a small group leader that for the next year we start that in January, especially for those eighth graders um, and those those seniors of hey, what are you going to do to help? transition them and move them along and help them along in this journey or continue to show up as they enter into high school. Um, I get that that might seem kind of ridiculous to start having that conversation now, but it needs to start happening because all you're doing in that moment is communicating value and the importance it is to have that predictable person continue to show up in the life of that student to disciple them, to love them, to pray for them, to challenge them, to encourage them. Um, As you were talking about looking ahead, that's one of those things that maybe a side thought, but um, you guys need to be thinking about now be thinking about what is your um, conversation and strategy so to say for for leaders to continue to move on with these students um, as they as they move on throughout the school year so and, and usually in this season too um, you know a lot of people plan a big event in the fall maybe an event around Christmas but then there's something on the horizon usually within that and I want to I want to get your guys' thoughts on, in January, if people have uh, then a winter retreat or uh, like us this upcoming year, we're going to have multiple retreats back to back to back. Three. Yep. And that's going to be a little bit of chaos, but uh, a huge blessing because of the outcome there. What should multi-site churches be thinking about specifically in January with their upcoming events that are, uh, say, in uh, February, March, that type of thing. Yeah, I think that it's important to be thinking about again what's the what's the purpose of it? What's the why? Are you continuing to communicate that why? Um, and it's different, you know, uh, focuses to parents, to students, to leaders, to staff. What are you doing now to get ahead in January so that way when one somebody around the table has that brilliant brilliant idea for the retreat in February, it can actually be executed um, and done well. And then one of the things that I think for most people that ends up becoming uh, too much of an afterthought, and we're guilty of this as well and have have looked to continue to work on it, is what's the follow-up going to be from that event? Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's important and because usually right now, what do you think about? Who's the band? Um, what's going to be the teaching? What's going to be the logistics. fun elements? Right. What's the t-shirt? The housing, the transportation, you know, all these different nuances depending on what the event actually is. Um, and sadly, the the follow-up, the discipleship from those decisions uh, can end up being uh, an afterthought. Um, so I think those are those are important things to be thinking about now because you can do work on them now, whether it's doing the logistics work ahead of time. So you're set up for when it comes in or yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I wonder even what we should be thinking about with January. The thing that just popped into my head is like parents of seniors Mm. are starting to freak out. Right? How many parents yeah. do, would you guys say over the years that we've had in that January time frame like um, start coming in yeah. and they're like, 
oh my word. Open house, graduation. They're going on spring break. What am I going to do? Do (laughs) I have this prepared for them? You're right. I do start getting open house invitations like in in February. Yeah. um, But you're right. That January comes around and parents are beginning to think about even some of those transitions. Or my kid's about to be um, a sixth grader. My kid's about to be a freshman. I think one of the things that uh, teams can begin thinking about across campuses is, again, like we talked about with leaders moving from eighth to ninth, or if they have seniors, what's that going to look like as they um, begin to look to set their seniors up well, but also uh, for parents as they get that kid entering into high school for the first time or college, what you were saying. And of course, the fifth to sixth grade transition, or sixth to seventh, if depending on your trans, uh, you know, your context. Uh, but this is a good opportunity, maybe to be thinking now: Are you doing the open house for brand new fifth graders uh, to come and check out small groups with their parents and everything? I get that they might not be joining your ministry until May or June or August, but. They're thinking about it. Fifth graders are thinking about it. Their parents are definitely thinking about it. And if you want to see them make that transition well, you need to be thinking about that right now. Yeah, you know, one of the things that that popped into my head too, as Joe, you were talking about transitions, is like, you know, January isn't too early to start thinking about what's happening in summer. I would say we'd probably, we'd, in our context, we already have a lot of those things planned out because of the amount of campuses that we have and the logistics that go behind that, right, Kim? Mm-hmm. But, but there's also the thought that if you don't have 10, 12, 14 campuses, or even more for some of you out there, that you should start with your team having those brainstorming sessions like, hey, we don't necessarily need to plan out every detail, but what are we going after this summer? Yeah, yeah, because for us in our, in, in our context, it's this is when we're, January is when we start having those budget conversations uh, because whenever our financial year is, and so, um, and for some of you, you might, that might be when your new budget year starts, so what, what you might need to be thinking about now <laughs> is what you're doing, uh, where your budget's at come, uh, come yeah, January. Yeah, definitely you know, what decisions you need to make and across the board, having that conversation with the team, EJ, as you were saying, uh, what, where do we need to realign or refocus on um, or doing evaluation? How are all of our environments doing? And if I'm looking to update my environment and I have a little extra budget, looking at the stuff I have and saying, well, can then I, um, you know, call up that other campus who maybe they need, need some help and uh, I can give them some of my, my stuff that I'm no longer going to be using. Uh, it's all right. Those aren't, those aren't hand-me-downs. Those are hand-me-ups because I want to help lift up your environment or resource you. In that um, central space during the first of the year, is there anything specific that you feel like as the new year came, January's here and we're looking ahead to that, that you had to focus in on differently? I I think you alluded to it a bit, EJ, was like just the summer. You're doing a lot of tasks all at the same time. You're doing winter retreat. You're doing summer. um, You're making sure all sermon series and everything is prepped and ready to roll for that whole semester. Um, You know, you got budget 
on hand and making sure the campuses, the student directors and pastors are set up well and for success in doing that, um, as well as the, it sounds like parents engagement, but Joe, I think you hit on it too, that I don't think it got enough um, in the spotlight is really those transitions. Um, and I think that's something that um, we've seen only improve over the past couple of years of us doing the open houses better, which will which has helped those transitions go smoother for a lot of students. Um, so really being mindful and being intentional about your upcoming fifth graders and your eighth graders going to the ninth. What are those dates in January, February that you're putting on your calendar now and you're talking with uh, either your kids director or pastor and really working hand in hand um, to, or maybe your high school pastor as well, your middle school director um, to make sure those transitions go well and how you guys can capitalize on it together. Yeah. So I, and I, I, Kim, I think that is, that is great. um, Just a great focus here as we get ready to wrap this conversation is really a refocusing. What you need to begin looking at now as you prepare for January, maybe a little bit of evaluation, maybe revisit some notes from the summer, maybe from that first retreat, uh, while looking ahead to what's coming in the winter um, and saying, okay, where do we need to, with our students, need to redirect a little bit, refocus? Uh, where do we need to come alongside our leaders, encourage them? Where do we need to communicate value to parents, with, uh, with especially those who are getting ready for key times of transition. Uh, January, again, like we talked, is a yeah. natural rhythm where it allows for a lot of refocusing uh, and looking ahead uh, to begin to occur. And so be thinking now, guys, as to what needs to be happening in your ministry with your team, with your parents, uh, with your leaders. And and last thought, EJ, here before we wrap is I think, uh, again, this rhythm, as we talked about, it could have been a rough fall or so on. This is, a, again, a time to make sure you're being mindful of spending time with your leaders, encouraging them, getting that, that one-on-one one, uh, sending that individual text just to let them know that you're praying for them. You're going to hear us and every podcast worth their stuff say the importance encourage their leaders. Let us never lose sight of how valuable uh, our small group leaders are, Um, the love they have for the Lord, the love they have for students and for the church. Um, We can't show them enough appreciation. That's awesome. Well, guys, I think this is an episode that is totally um, going to have a, a ton of legs, as I would say, out there um, with people as they're planning for that next season. And common I hope, EJ Swanson phrase. That's right? very common. And I hope that um, for amazing. you, it has been the, the very same thing. If there's yeah. anything that you're doing in that January timeline, uh, we would love to hear uh, what it is so that we can learn right alongside of you. We hope you guys have an awesome day. Thanks for listening. Would you leave us a comment, like our social media stuff, or connect with some of the other great podcasts in the Youth Ministry Podcast Network. Blessings. Have an awesome day, guys. Bye. Bye.